Hello, hello, my dear audience. I just received a message from the studio. They just wrote, just start. I don't know, I didn't hear the music, and I'm starting. Uh, I am so happy to talk to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Today is the live show. Uh, thank God uh, the holidays are over. We can come back, return to our live shows. You can call in, and I will be gladly taking your phone calls. Uh, <laughs> have to tell you, I just turned on the computer and uh, Literally, what uh, ago? Uh, because I was driving from the state of Maine. I was visiting my nephew. Um, I know him. His name is Oleg Resnik, Doctor Oleg Resnik. You probably remember. I invited him as a guest to this show. He's the physician, the author of the book "Secrets of Medical Decision Making." Uh, we had a long conversations. I spent like four days uh, in Maine. I drove there, and now this morning I was driving back. It's many many hours uh, drive, and I literally just stepped in and went to make tea for myself. And tea is over, so I put on the computer, took a minute, and <laughs> they just sent me a, a text. Just start, so I don't know if. They had this, my, my music, the beginning, the a little weird music, uh, or, uh, uh, or it didn't, uh, but here I am, and I hope some of you will call and confirm that I'm really talking to people, and you, dear uh, listeners, are with me. Uh, as I was driving, I wanted to say hello, my dear audience, hello. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, uh, women and men, men and women. Uh, I hope it's still ex acceptable. Uh, I'm talking from New York. Uh, it's kind of weird. a lot of weird stuff is happening. You know, I don't have little children, but my nephew, who has two grown sons, one is already in Air Force Academy. And they have a younger kid who is 11 years old, and they're taught in school in Maine the, what is called gender fluidity, you know. So there is no more boys and girls. I was reminded, as I was driving, I was thinking about this movie. I don't know if you've seen it years ago, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, Kindergarten Cup, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing this undercover cop who um, was pretending uh, to be a teacher, and eventually he falls in love uh, being a teacher in kindergarten. Comes, he's totally unprepared, and, and the boy lifts his hand and says, my parents are doctors, and they taught me boys and girls are different. Boys have penises and girls have vaginas. <laughs> Such a simple truth. Uh, and now there is a lot of confusion. Even the person running for 
Supreme Court couldn't answer the question whether she, what is what's a woman. I hope all my listeners uh, know that they are women or they are men, and uh, you know there is a polarity. And uh, talking about also spiritual traditions, they also recognize that there is polarity. You know, yin and yang. Or the ancient Chinese were cuckoo. They were crazy to say yin and yang, masculine and feminine. Uh, and in reality, there is not here or whatever it is. Uh, it, it, that doesn't mean that people don't exist who uh, had some gender confusion and some, and I met uh, very, very few who really, it seems they were born in the wrong body. In fact, my teacher Coletto, of blessed memory, uh, in 1945, she told me she counseled somebody who was interested in having surgery. Even then, it was possible. But it's compared to the general population, it's a very, very small percent of people who, in truth, uh, want to and, and uh, uh, probably need to, to switch their gender. But but to expose little children to the idea that they can be whatever they want to be, this is just insanity. I don't know why I'm starting with this because I probably overwhelmed a little. Oleg and I had a lot of conversations, uh, but this kind of stayed in my mind uh, because it's insanity. In fact, you know, I I came originally from Ukraine, so I speak Ukrainian, understand Ukrainian and Russian. So I was listening to the news in Russian and Putin saying, uh, the West wants us uh, to do what they do to worship Satanism. This gender uh, boundaries uh, giving up is really Satanism. And, and I have to say, I, I'm not a fan of uh, Vladimir Putin. But yes, uh, the Bible teaches us that the world was created and immediately there were boundaries. The God separated life from darkness, uh, waters from above to from water to, uh, uh, below. Um, God separates uh, in fact, when, when there is an attempt to cross the boundaries where human beings uh, become arrogant, in fact, this is the portion of the Bible we are reading this week, where human beings try to build a tower from bricks. That's in Mesopotamia. Uh, at that time, um, they invented how to uh, make bricks from clay. Uh, they would pour clay into forms and create bricks. And it's interesting that the Hebrew word for the word brick is uh, the letters are the same letters that make the word confusion. So because people started building bricks and wanted, as they said, wanted to build a, a tower that would reach heaven. That is, of course, it would be uh, impossible. It was a tower that is still remnants of its day now. And uh, it was a tower not higher than 300 feet. And 
buildings now are built which are way, 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 way taller. And of course, God, in whatever shape, form, or substance God is, or was then when the tower was built, wasn't scared that people will build something that high, but that people will confuse themselves by pursuing something or breaking the boundary of creation and waste their lives pursuing this, becoming God-like. You cannot, there is God and there is human being, and uh, it's very important to know, to know the boundaries. And so, and here in our society, I never thought that I would live <laughs> to see something like these boundaries are crossed, or they're trying to flip society. I don't even know what the purpose is. That does not mean that there is no uh, there is no issue. Some and there there is no need for rights. For example, you know, people had this marches, gay rights, uh, uh, right to be yourself, to be bisexual, right to be trans transgender. But to uh, that's that's individuals who, who are dealing with their own issues, and that's perfectly fine. But, but to impose it on the whole society, a small group of people, very small group of people, uh, imposing their beliefs on, on huge, uh, on, on the whole society, I, there is something very unhealthy about it. And it's happening with the same, with the same group, political group of people who are also, uh, crossing the boundaries of, of politics and, and medicine, there used to be cleared separation. Uh, and I remember the joke appeared some two years ago when a patient says to the doctor, doctor, when do you think the COVID will be over? And the doctor says, how do I know? I'm not a politician. In fact, I was in Maine, which is what they call uh, blue state and doctors who refused to to be vaccinated uh, lost their jobs um, and yet the red state right next to it New Hampshire because when I was driving I was driving through New Hampshire you can go to CVS and say I want ivermectin and it's over it's over the counter you can pick up um, ivermectin uh, because there are, there are numerous, numerous studies that it is uh, very helpful in, in viral infections. And in fact, I think I told you that when I was in London and I got um, COVID, it lasted three days, uh, I had ivermectin. And for the first time, I, didn't, I got um, COVID two, two years ago already two and a half years ago, it lasted 11 days. And I understand it was the second time it was lighter. But but definitely ivermectin made made it much, much lighter. It's, in fact, uh, this COVID of mine, less than the regular cold would because I was taking ivermectin. It lasted three days and I recovered completely. Anyway, <laughs> it took a long time to to digress from what we are uh, to talk today about, 
but again, I, I did not have really a clear agenda of what I want to discuss with you. Although I, I always have some subjects that I would I would cover if, if nobody's calling, but I would rather take your phone call so I can pause now um, and you can call. Um, you know our telephone number, I don't have it right here, but you probably have it uh, somewhere written. Uh, I think it's 888-74, something like that. If if you don't have it, I will have to look up. You can, you can check PRN. I, I just don't have it uh, on hand. I always give it to you. I do remember my email. <laughs> If you uh, want to send me an email, my email is Dr. Peter Resnick. Uh, no, 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 it's uh, Peter18 R uh, E Z N I K Resnick, Peter18 Resnick at gmail.com. Uh, I'm sorry, I sound a little bit discombobulated because I, I've been kind of rushing <laughs> rushing to get here on time and and to talk to you uh, okay gwen from new york is online oh i'm so happy gwen you called please um oh dr resnick i'm so happy you're happy let's have a date <laughs> hi gwen hi <laughs> hi thanks for calling dr. Resnick. So You're I know welcome. somebody is listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me two weeks ago that you had ivermectin. I would have come over and gotten it. I had to suffer this, suffer with this horrible COVID, and I, I didn't know anywhere where you could get it. Um, oh. I wanted to make a few comments on, on what your comments were. Um, yes. I, I have to say, uh, you know, I work uh, as a makeup artist. That's what I, I do for a living. Um and so, of course, in my industry, there is a, a lot of um, people, not a lot, but there, there are people that <clears throat> used to dress as a man, but now dress as women. And actually, one of these people is a really close friend of mine now. Um, and it, the funny thing is, I didn't like him when he was a man. And as a woman, um, I, 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 when I first encountered this person, we were talking on the phone because we worked for the same company. I didn't know that this was... Uh, the, the, the man that I used to deal with. And um, I found, I, I find it very hard for me to call her, her, because I, I know in my mind that uh, no matter what has happened, uh, she is still a he. Now, while I'm with her, I dress her as, as a female, but I always feel very uncomfortable because it's this, um, it's this lie that you're asking me to participate in. I know that this person has not had a sex change, uh, and but this person dresses as a, as a woman and wants to be addressed as a woman. And so all of a sudden, because if you say it is, it must be true. And I really feel very uncomfortable with this. It, it, it's like, okay, so you want to identify a certain way, but it's it's still not true. It might be uncomfortable for you, but it's still not true. And in the way that it has changed politics, um, you know, I have run for office um, several times, and I remember, uh, you know, when I began uh, my political career, it was all about a triage, the emergencies. What were the most uh, 
burning fires that you had in your neighborhood? What were the, 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 the things that were so, so important? And of course, where I live in East Harlem, it was housing. It was uh, uh, gentrification. It was uh, trying to get jobs that, that paid well. So to me, these are all emergency issues. And all of a sudden, the playing field changed in the world of politics. And the things that used to be important and the things that I consider to be important are actual life and death situations. You can die if you don't have a place to live. You can end up in a mental institution if you don't have a place to live. You need to have a place to live. It's, to me, the most important thing in the world. And all of a sudden, everything changed. And it's like a huge, this well, not a huge lobbying group, but a very well-funded lobbying group changed the whole parameter um, at, about the time that, uh, that uh, Obama was, had gotten in office. So the things that, you know, this country had really uh, addressed before we at least acknowledge as the most pressing things in our society were no longer that, that important. What's important is we change an entire school system to recognize that, you know, a very, very small group of people are going to have gender issues. And they have to be addressed. And it, it, it puts up um, a feeling inside of me of am I being moral or immoral to have this discussion in my head about this? Because I really don't know where I want to land on this. I, I feel strange that men can come in the bathroom and use the bathroom with women. I, I also feel it's not fair that women have to... Uh, have to go up against men in sports now. I mean, you know, look, you might be dressing like a woman, but Bruce Jenner is no woman. I guarantee you that, that he could beat most women. And so it's a very um, weird place to be at. Uh, it, 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 you have to ask yourself, am I getting too old to, to, to be empathetic, to understand that this is the newest uh, group of people that are being discriminated against? Is, is that who I am, or is it that I just have a really hard time with you telling me that the color uh, orange is now the color uh, purple? And, and it doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't really add up in, in my head. So I just uh, wanted to share these comments in, in your conversation because I, it's, it's, I think this conversation is on a lot of people's minds. I hear a lot of people, especially progressives, because uh, or people that used to identify as progressive. I've always identified as progressive. There's a new group of people called the synthetic pro- progressives, and they're the people that are the ones that call you out for not getting a vaccine, that tell you to stand down and stick your arm out for the government. They're coming around with something to jab it and don't ask any questions. Now, there's a lot of synthetic progressives. Uh, even they, they even support the war in Ukraine. Um, and so I'm not part of that progressive movement, but I think it's important that they identify themselves as, as who they are. And they, to me, are a synthetic brand of progressivism. So there's a few things that are on my mind today. <laughs> That you that you stirred up when when I listened to your show. Yeah, thank Gwen. Thank you so so much for for bringing her out. And it's yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 68 years old, and it's exactly what sometimes I think. Am I getting too old? Particularly, my youngest child is 20 years old, and sometimes she says, "Dad, you're from different century, from middle of last century. You can you cannot understand what's going on, people." have freedom to be who they are. And absolutely, you know, I'm totally not against gay people, not against transgender people. If they feel who they are, but but they cannot impose on other people uh, who they are. That is, uh, like you said, you know, 
uh, a man cannot compete in sports against women, of course he will win. Just because he's called now she, it's, it's just not fair. We cannot make him compete with women. He's just biologically different. So, and even, even if they have um, uh, se uh, sexual operation, if a man will uh, remove his testicles and penis and have a vagina, and I know somebody, I know somebody, and uh, in fact, it's, it's a very, very, and I know her as a woman because I, I originally I started talking to her. She called, uh, in fact, she heard me on PRN, and she called me because she had some issues. And, and in fact, I like looked first. We started speaking uh, on WhatsApp, and I looked and I said, "Wow, what a beautiful woman!" And she says to me, "Well, I I went through transition uh, 15 years ago." I say, "Yeah, we all go through transition." No, no, she said, "Through real transition." I said, "What do you mean? What kind of transition?" And she said, "Well, I had surgery and the whole thing." And she from from childhood she felt different. Uh, I'm talking about the age of uh, three, four, five, when we identify ourselves as belonging to a certain gender. She felt or he felt that he didn't belong. And eventually, after all these years of ident identifying more and more with women, he did the surgery and now she is a woman. She is a woman. Mm -hmm. and yet the body is still of, you know, of a man. And I... I would say, and we never had a conversation about it, but if she would say, I want to go and compete uh, in women, women's Olympics, I would say that's unfair. You will be lying unless you have to declare I was a man. Because still the, the musculature that she developed uh, over the years, uh, majority of her life is still the musculature of, of the man and, and the lungs, the, the size of the body, it's, it's just still a man. So, uh, you know, uh, also, I love Friedrich Nietzsche in the beginning of 20th century said, the freedom of one person comes to an end where the freedom of another begins. So if you want um, to believe you're a woman, uh, uh, that's perfectly fine. But if I see you, you are a man, uh, in particular that you take out a penis and, and you go to, you want to pee in a woman's bathroom or, or a man walks in and, and women are uh, like, I, I, I've never been to a woman's bathroom, but I think they somehow, I don't know what they do, but, but they're women. <laughs> uh, but, and, and they're uncomfortable. So that's in, in, uh, infringing on their freedom. So right. uh, something is something weird is happening. I think, uh, and maybe now it, it, maybe it would be a better idea if people would just be a third category and and identify as you know. I, I don't know what you call people, but it would be clearer to people instead of saying that you know a man who used to be a man is now a woman because it, it really is impossible. Even with surgery, it's impossible. So, and also, I really, really get pissed off when I hear about all the, the quote-unquote people that are having babies. I mean, give me a break. There's just a few things that women know how to do, and only women can do it, and one of them's having babies. And it's just nonsense. It's like, well, how, how many other things, how many other lies will we tell ourselves now as a society? Do we just break everything down and just start saying, well, 
you know, if I feel this way, then it must be the truth. It must be what is so. I mean, it really causes a, a lot of havoc. And to me, too, that it's very uh, alarming that in our public school, school system, I just got to get one more thing about that, is that you know, I can't believe that children are, are not learning how to cursive write anymore. They're only learning how to print. Because if it's just a little difficult, we just take it out of their way and say, okay, let's just do printing because it's just easier and, and we don't want to challenge you in that, in that way. So, you know, in the meantime, we're going to turn over the entire sexual identification system and have you start to acknowledge people that, you know, really are born one way as, as something that, that they're not. I mean, no matter what you say, you were still born a man. And even if you have everything taken off, you, you still have the, a genetic makeup of a man. I mean, you know, I, I, I think it'd be better. And if, I, I would just feel more comfortable if we were honest and just said, look, there's men and there's women. And then there's this third category, men who've crossed over to women and women who've crossed over to men. I would feel a lot more comfortable with that. I'd be willing to acknowledge that. And to me, that's what's true and honest. And that would be fine. But to, to ask me to participate in a system of lying, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. And, and plus, plus, uh, if kind of promoting this in schools to children who are still confused about who they are, about their identity period, children who are right. 10 years old, they were showing on TV this uh, drug queen performing so inappropriately in front of children. I mean, this is insanity. Uh, but right. you mentioned, God, you mentioned so many good, made so many good points. Like, for example, you said, uh, to be politically correct, not you cannot burden the children. You don't teach them uh, how to write script, only how to read the print. But I remember in school, in my, uh, we didn't have elementary school, middle school, or high school, just school. And first four years, it's kind of you're still a child, and you're taught basic, you're taught basic math, and and you are taught what is called calligraphy. What's calligraphy? How to write properly, and it's such a such an important, I think, thing to do because it teaches diligence, it teaches order, it teaches how to make an effort. But anything is that that is an effort. Okay. It's difficult for this. They were actually, I heard in some states, they were they abolishing uh, school um, levels in schools. I, I don't remember the term where hmm. you have uh, uh, students who are more capable. What is the, what's the name of it? Uh, they're gifted. The gifted systems. They're getting yeah, rid they, of the gifted. Yeah, systems. You cannot now have because it will hurt the feelings of other kids. <laughs> something else you mentioned uh, I did not intend to talk about it but it's a, such an important issue because our life may depend on it and that is the issue between Ukraine and Russia and I am from Ukraine uh, and yet uh, and I am not a friend of Vladimir Putin he was a head of KGB and in fact I was talking to a friend and I said you know this guy is a killer uh, and my friend said, oh, who is not a killer? Uh, didn't we send 
people uh, to, to kill for knowing that there were no weapons of mass destruction, knowing we killed yeah. hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so anybody who is at the top takes risks and, and kills people. It's just a matter of the degree. They are of the same kind, just different degree. But but in terms of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, uh, I don't think people fully understand. Uh, because uh, even though I don't like Putin, and he definitely rules like, uh, like a tyrant, from what I understand, there is a censorship of newspapers um, and, and television, but the same is with Ukraine. But but he, he had to do something. When, when the wall was dismantled, that is when, when uh, Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, take down that wall. Yeah. The 13 countries, members of, of uh, NATO, and by the time now uh, Putin started his campaign of war, there were 29. The whole Russia was surrounded by a satellite of, by, by NATO uh, troops. And then they were already through Turkey bringing weapons into Ukraine. And there were discussions about Ukraine becoming a NATO. So Russia would completely be surrounded by enemies. In fact, Putin wanted to become part of NATO and they said no. So what, what could he have done? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. But definitely was no was placed in a, in a very difficult situation. And now nobody wants to go negotiate. What will happen? They will start nuclear war. People now, I listen to CNN, where they're saying some, um, some leaders call for, for nuclear. They don't even know what it is. There were two bombs thrown on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, what, 70 years ago more than 70 years ago, and still there are people who were born uh, deformed and, and uh, from children who, children of children, grandchildren now, are still affected by that event. But, but th those bombs were one hundredth of strength of, of what we have now, and Putin has 6,000, I believe, uh, nuclear war has it will be the end of humanity and what are we doing protecting interests of america what are we doing in the other part of the world it's the war started it's it's a terrible conflict between ukraine and russia uh, what are we doing this how how is it our business there but it's not our business let's say where black people are slaughtered in in an african country why it's not a uh, priority? There was a <laughs> of Tutsis uh, by Hutus in Rwanda. I believe uh, Clinton was in power. Nobody was screaming, "Let's save the people!" Why not? Why why not uh, protecting people in Sudan when when uh, Africans were slaughtered? You know? By the way, Gwen, <laughs> I want to tell you something. Somebody asked me recently, uh, wh where are you from? And, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm African-American. They said, what do you mean? I said, well, I was born in New, uh, 
Ukraine, but I'm also an African-American. How? I will tell you how. Because <laughs> I did genetic testing, and what yeah. I discovered is that I am 98.5% uh, Jewish from Europe, and 1.5% I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, my husband was uh, my husband was black, and uh, you know, but but I've always said. I mean, I, people are so crazy. The mother of all the world is Africa. We are all from Africa. Yeah, you know, we just want to throw these you know these things up, saying that this is this is what makes me different. This is what, you know, there's nothing that makes any of us really different. The, you know, the, the the issues that we have they've been going on since the beginning of time. Only we've gotten better weapons. We've gotten better at, you know, killing each other. Uh, so, you know, I just, I, I think all that's just a bunch of crap. It's a, it's, these are uh, divisions that are set up to make sure that we never really get together. We never get on the same page about anything. And I have to say that I agree with you when it comes to Ukraine. I am not pro-war at all. But, I, I mean, I don't know what Russia could have done. The entire, you know, border was covered with NATO, and NATO is uh, is a very aggressive force that's anti uh, Russia. I mean, we would we did not put up with it here in the United States when when Russia came to Cuba with the missiles. We said, forget it, and you know, we're this is the line we're going to draw it, and there will be nuclear nuclear weapons uh, shot if if you know you don't stand down. And and both parties, thank God, stood down. But I don't think we had that intellect. Uh, at our fingertips now. I don't think, uh, I think Joe Biden and, and uh, I think Putin are in a pissing contest over some just bullshit, to tell you the truth. Sorry about the, that coming out on the airwaves. And so, you know, for, for these uh, two knuckleheads, the entire world is supposed to, uh, you know, go to Armageddon. It, it's just ridiculous. And I, what really, really upsets me the most is that I turn on, uh, you know, formerly a progressive, or what I thought progressive radio stations. I'll listen to Democracy Now! And, you know, she, she's the first one in the forefront, you know, with, you know, rah, rah, you know, egging it on. And, and so instead of, instead of people that are on the left, uh, trying to quell the war, trying to calm things down, and also trying to give clarification for why this is happening. It did not just happen out of a vacuum. My sister, my entire family has jumped on the anti-Russia bandwagon, and, and it's so strange because we grew up in a very, very progressive household. So uh, nobody's interested in trying to find out why people are reacting the way they're reacting. They just you know, they just want to get on their, their high horse and say that, uh, you know, Putin's a piece of crap and Russia, all Russia is bad. And, you know, we know, we know it all because we won the second world war. We, we, you know, we, we, we are standing on that, standing on that victory. And, uh, we decide who, who's, uh, who's a good guy and who's the bad guys. But if, if people, as I said to you last time, if judges were actually neutral and actually judging from what's fair and true, then we would look at that and say, would we like, Russia to have their weapons on America's border. Would we like them on the Canadian border? Would we like them down there in Cuba? I don't think so, not even for one minute. And he's put up with it for a long time. Regardless of what kind of leadership he is, it's up to the Russian people to get rid of him. You know, it's, it's not, it, I don't feel it's my, my task to get rid of uh, Putin. If they want to get rid of him, they'll get rid of him. But, you know, he has every right to, to uh, protect their borders. And, and uh, he let it go for eight years. So I, I think this was the final straw. I told you. Thank you very much. I have somebody else calling now. 
But thank you so thank much you. for bringing up all these issues. And you're so eloquent. <laughs> you know, you said everything I wanted to say, but much better. <laughs> thank you, friend. <laughs> Next week, dreams. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Tina, you're on the air. Oh, good Hello. afternoon. Good afternoon. So lovely to hear your voice. Hi, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. You yes, have comments? You have questions? Well, I would like to um, enter my ideas and uh, get a little different perspective on transgender. And okay, we all know, both most of us know that we have the different chromosomes, and people do have mixtures of Y and X and this, that, and the other, and they truly do feel that they're in the wrong body from young. But for our educators to uh, uh, persuade, indoctrinate, or brainwash young children to, um, you know, to a transgender, obviously, you you're not boy or girl. You're just in the, in the middle of the road. But I believe is in my gut core of my body. I believe this is the new world order. They all want us to be one gender so they can control our bodies and our minds. And I, um, I'm a bottom line person. I'm not. Um, I can be very. I can be very prolific when I want to be. But this is a. You know, when it hits children, it's a very emotional and um, with me, I get very, very emotional about it because I'm very protective of children and people, a champion for people that are underdogs. That's my, that's my role in this life, I believe. And um, I feel that I feel that it's up to us adults and parents to get up and and say no more. Take this out of our classrooms. It does not belong there. It does not belong there. We're putting a burden on them. We're confusing them. Um, um, if they weren't, they had that in their mind or, or, or whatever, it would be planted there. And then it would be questioned their, their genealogy, their not genealogy, but who they are. Why burden young children? They're supposed to be free and happy and open to learning and, and enjoying life. But no. This is the one world order. This is what where it's going, and it's all an evil entity. As you know, once they come to invade our bodies, which are left. I, I, I want to hear your opinion, Tina. What do you think? I totally agree with you, by the way. But what do you, you think? Uh, these people who promote this uh, new world order on every level. What do you think they say to their own children if they have little children? Do you think they they? Mm. Mm, good question. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear your opinion because I don't I don't know I don't mm -hmm. didn't answer it to myself. Well, I, you know that is a question that I hadn't pondered before, but I don't believe it's the younger ones. I believe it's the old oligarchs that have been running out. Our, our world since it's, you know since humans have been on this earth, okay, and it just passed down from each uh, um, dynasty from dynasty. I can name different ones, but you, you know who, who I'm talking about. And it all it stems from Europe. I mean, they send the colonists here, and then the colonists, uh, you know, 
break break ground in the United States, and then they come and get rid of them, and then take over and get rid of the Native Americans, and then rape the earth and this, that, and the other. It's it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> I. I, I just believe it's Satan stomping this earth like, you know, when kicked out of heaven and he's down here doing his doing the best he can. Do you to... know that that's what I heard the speech in Russian language. I heard the speech of Putin and that's what he said. The Satan now is reigning in, in America. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. You did. That's amazing. Do you know? Do you? I'm um, oh, sorry. Do you view? Do you view him as a spiritual person, or he, you think he's more leans to the dark side? Um, Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that it's human beings are very complex. I do think that there is a dark side because mm -hmm. the way came to power, you know, he was a chief of KGB. They, I, I know a little bit of KGB. In mm. fact, I was interrogated in the Soviet Union. Oh, I know goodness. them playing games and they're not uh, uh, clean. They're not clean. I, I, we would have to, you know, one time uh, Gary now invited me. I had a whole hour talking about my experiences in the Soviet Union. So. It never, so he is not, he, I believe there is darkness to him, but, okay. but there are times where people also, like for example, he's a Russian nationalist. I don't believe that there is something wrong with being nationalist as long as you don't hate other people, meaning, for example, I know that French people are nationalist, meaning they love being French, they're proud for being French. And mm -hmm. I believe that France is mainly for French people, Britain is for British people. And if people, let's say, move to uh, France, they need to learn their language and they need to adapt to the community. The same mm -hmm. thing with Britain. So, and the same thing, Russia comes first for Russia and, Russia, mm -hmm. and, and Putin is representing interests of Russia. And uh, when was Trump, with all his faults, was saying America comes first? Uh, what, China should be coming first? And by the way, talking about Trump, I, I never took him seriously. Uh, for me, he was like a narcissistic, obsessive guy with the name Trump. Every biz business is Trump. Uh, a building is Trump. Toilet is Trump. A tie is Trump. But then... As he was about to run, he announced his running for president, and I still looked at him very uh, skeptically. Uh, I came across an interview that he had with Oprah Winfrey in 1988. That was a long time ago. And there he said, we are ripped off by China. America is, is abused and, and, and exploited. Uh, jobs are, are going um, out of America. He was basically saying exactly what he was saying when he started running for president. And many, many things that he did, uh, he, I think, uh, the unemployment was low, and um, minorities had never had so much employment uh, in the history of America. Well, America we wouldn't have employment if we, didn't, if we didn't have the imports from China. They, run, 
they run our economy because of the influence. If we stop buying Chinese stuff, go into any store, basically, other than food, you cannot find any American stuff. They they control our economy. They they control how many people have jobs over here or not because of, of what we import from them. You know? So yeah, I wish people yeah. wake up and, and really realize that. Yeah, I, mean, I question oh, sometimes. You know, I talk to people like Gary Hall, Peter Bregan, and they are like knowledgeable guys, and they have a lot of connections with other people who think alike. But I'm I just like a kid. Mm-hmm. What, I, what, I what? enjoyed that program with Dr. Wallach. That was just uh, I've heard him before, but. Uh, he, you gave him a lot of time, and he, he I think he's one of the, one of the best, good guys, you know? <laughs> it's like, that program was awesome. I enjoyed that very much. Really knowledgeable, yeah. Okay, Tina, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate you. Uh, oh, yes. I just, uh, um, I'm glad someone else called. Gwen is like she's uh, getting to be a regular with the... Uh, Patrice, and now maybe she'll be a regular with you. <laughs> but that's, I was thinking about that. Uh, you probably need a regular base like Patrice Lead has because that's what keeps yeah. our show going. <laughs> I, I love uh, the show of Patrice Lead. Before you, today, I just arrived from, from Maine, so I didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. But most of the time before my show, at least half of hour, I listened to Patrice Lead. And mm-hmm. I, I just love her as a person. Uh, there are many yeah. things that I disagree with her politically, but I think she's a great woman, great. Um, yeah. Well, I learned a lot from her, her callers. I learned a lot from her callers. They are the ones that have their finger yeah. on the pulse. Yeah. They are all. I learned from her calling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you very much. I to give a shout out, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Have a great uh, day. I hope, please, please do. Okay, bye bye. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so we'll get back. By the way, I did find the telephone number, uh, though Tina and Gwen uh, had the number in from the past, but the number here to call is 888-874-4888. So I received um, a number of emails, and I want to try to answer some of them at least. Uh, one person was talking about asking me about nail biting. Mm-mm. Okay, let me give you some ideas. Nail biting, and there is another uh, problem: people pull their hair. These are all habits of, I believe, and it's been my experience. And I worked with many, many people. Many, when I say many, it doesn't mean once a week I see somebody with nail biting. But because I've been in practice for 43 years, I've seen many people who uh, bit their nails. And most of the time, it's a technique they unconsciously develop to release tension, which means somebody uh, uh, is is dealing with some stressor uh, and begins to tap on a table or, or shake their foot and somebody else begins to bite nails because also it's engaging with the body. Uh, I Just like now, not now, but in the last 15 years, maybe there is a trend, children cut themselves. 
and very often it's because of emotional pain uh, uh, or opposite they feel numb and it allows them to feel the pain allows them to feel their presence so nail biting allows them to escape the present moment at least partially releasing tension something is happening in their life and i've uh, spoke to so many of them and they say yes nail biting started when they were going through stress and then it became just a habit but if they're going through some stressful experience uh, the biting intensifies uh, so what do i do when i see somebody with nail biting i will tell you uh, i hope you the one who wrote uh, they didn't authorize me to give um, to speak about their name but uh, it's a man and I, I hope you are listening, and if you're not, you know, I hope you will find this show in archives. Um, the first step is, since most of the time, uh, this nail biting happens unconsciously, which means a person begins to bite nails uh, and is not even aware of it. And then they're halfway through and they, f they have then com the compulsion to finish because they already started. So the first step is to become aware of, of lifting their hand, moving it toward the mouth. So, so the number one step is awareness. So, and I encourage a person, I give them homework for the first week is to, one, notice what situations are stressful for this person and in what situations they they bite their nails more than other situations. Uh, and anytime, if they're capable, um, anytime they notice that they're lifting their arm is to, to notice and say, here I go about to bite my nails. Uh, but most of the time it doesn't happen that they are able to right away catch themselves. So I um, encourage them just to develop awareness, like I give the, this exercise from, if you remember a long time ago, I uh, introduced a series of exercises called WIT, Will Integration Training. And from this Will Integration Training, one of, exercise, uh, of the exercises is when you approach the door, Anytime you go in and out of the door, you, you go from room to room, before you turn the doorknob, you pause and you say doorknob, and then you open the door. What it's for is for you to become responsible for the choice that you make, to become aware of what you're about to do. So first you prepare yourself. You do several things. So next a week after that you for example before you just get up you say to yourself i choose to get up so you train your brain that you are choosing your actions you are not a victim of the choices that are, your unconscious makes for you so and, and then if you can again you become cognizant uh, at whatever point your your hand is whether you're already biting the nails if you're biting you say here go biting my nails and you put your hand down no matter what uh, stage you are at you bit already a little bit or more if you are about to you say here i'm go about to bite my nails but i choose not to 
but what I found, uh, and slowly that's what will happen, um, you will uh, be able to, to stop. Um, but that's only if you are not also dependent on this compulsion to finish, to bite off the nails you already started. If that is so, uh, I suggest to people, if you go to medical supply store, you can buy, they sell them in packs of 100, I think, what is called finger cuts. Uh, and they go on your fingers, like they're small, they're probably two inches, rubber little finger cuts. You, you don't walk on the street with them. Um, but for example, if you were wearing gloves, you wouldn't be biting your nails. So you put these finger cuts whenever you're on your own. Let's say you come home, you immediately put finger cuts on. So you, you begin to create a stretch of time when you are not capable to bite your nails. And if you lift your hand and your hand goes to your mouth, you suddenly realize you cannot bite your nails because, um, because it's you, you, you uh, bite into the rubber of, of this finger cut. So you disconnect, you create an interference between the stimulus, the impulse, unconscious impulse to do it and actually doing it. So, but there were a couple of times when I suggested to people um, to do these finger cuts, and they say, uh, they said, oh, oh yeah, it's too much of an effort. You know, uh, I, it will take too much time putting them on and then taking them off. Then I said, listen, then it means it's not important enough for you. If this is an issue and you want to really address it, that's what you do. If not, uh, and also to reinforce it sometimes sometimes though it's not always necessary i use uh, one hypnotic session where i give suggestions about but not not, not so much stopping the suggestions are also about becoming aware of actually lifting their hand uh, almost seeing their actions in slow motion and becoming aware that they're about to to bite their nails and then having freedom to choose. But as I said, some people say, no, I know that I'm biting, but it feels so good. So then we have to, to talk about addiction to something that is self-destructive, but feels good. Uh, possibly if a person would do cocaine or, or heroin, at least in the beginning, it would feel good, but they don't do it because it's self-destructive. Um, uh, Jerry Garcia from Ben and Jerry, my favorite <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> it feels good, and you know, you could, I would probably have a pint of ice cream every day, and yet I don't. Uh, maybe I have uh, very little. Again, uh, a pint probably would last me a month. Why? Because even though it's it's tasty, I choose not to do it because it's self-destructive. So we have to make choices and again as as always i'm talking about taking responsibility for your actions so this is regarding uh, nail biting i have a couple of more uh, emails unfortunately i will not be able to address the issues that that bring uh, people bring up in them for example one person wanted to talk about anorexia 
it was the full name anorexia nervosa nervosa uh, it's a huge issue a lot of young people unfortunately more more often women than men girls than boys suffer from anorexia and it's a debilitating and sometimes lethal problem so i will gladly talk about it next time if you want me to talk about something else uh, next tuesday I will send me an email i will gladly address the issue somebody else wrote uh, a question how to be happy um, and robots like i i function i make a living i do my duties but i'm never happy i've never been happy so how can i be happy and i will gladly address this again uh, next week uh, but also as as always i welcome you calling and send me some emails if you want me to address other issues anyway my time is uh, almost uh, up i want to thank all of you for being with me today and i want to thank again tina and gwen for calling and taking part in our discussion and making such such good points um, be happy i'm looking forward to having your attention next week peace to all who want to live in peace.